Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode. Dr. Frank back in the house to talk about improving marketing ROI. Welcome back, Dr. Frank. Hey, Paul. It's good to be back. Return on investment is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's a good thing to have, return on investment. I got a story later on in the program of a uh, marketing blunder, Dr. Frank, where there was not an ROI. I can't wait to hear it. i tell you the, <laughs> the best story that I know is uh, actually a couple of businesses that I know, uh, some business owners, friends of mine, uh, they have never paid one thin dime on marketing or, or advertising, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they built really big and successful businesses without spending any money on advertising. They did it all through word of mouth marketing. Now that's the very best return on investment you can ever get with your advertising dollars because you didn't spend any and it's still, and it's still built. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most companies can't do that. Yeah, especially uh, in the lawn care landscaping business. If guys tell me, Frank, oh, I don't do marketing. I just do word of mouth. It's like, oh my gosh, you missed me with all that. that that's like <laughs> doing a good job is, is common sense foundation. And then getting uh, word of mouth referrals, those are like bonus. Those are great. Like you said, they're, they're great. They're warm, hot leads, but there's got to be way more to it than just that. that that's right. Paul. In this industry. Yeah, I agree. Because see, most companies really do have to spend some money on advertising. Now you don't have to spend a lot of money. You have to be just... Uh, and, and sometimes you can spend a lot of money and you get such a great return on investment. It was worth every penny. Yeah. But uh, you just want to be smart about yeah. your advertising dollars. Make sure that it's returning more than you're putting in. And then it's it's a good investment. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Well, let's get into it, Dr. Frank. Well, here's the thing, Paul, is that you really need to put some thought into what your strategy is going to be for advertising. If you're going to spend the money, you better put some thought into it. And there's really two veins of thought that you really need to make a little bit of effort in. And we're going to talk about that so that you're thinking in the right way to uh, increase your chances of getting a better return on investment. One is the um, short-term marketing goals. You want to make sure that you're, you've got your short-term marketing goals thought through so that your advertising will support that. And then you also want to make sure that you put some thought into your long-term marketing goals. And uh, you don't have to accomplish all the goals that are possible. You may want to just focus on on one short-term goal and one long-term goal, Mm -hmm. and then make sure your advertising that you're spending the money on is addressing that. Mm -hmm. And then you're heading in the right direction and you should you should get a return on investment if you're just smart about it. The uh, short-term goals that business owners really need to think about is how to increase sales leads. Um, that's where you're identifying people that are potentially interested in, in your service, your product or your service. Mm-hmm. Um, often that acquisition of a lead does does cost money. And, and sometimes you're, if that's your short-term goal, mm-hmm. then uh, that's a 
that's that's what your advertising should accomplish uh, a call to action where they contact you in some way to raise up their hand so to speak and say hey i'm interested tell me more mm-hmm. uh that may not be your short-term goal another short-term goal uh, is uh, for business owners is to just increase their actual sales mm-hmm. where you skip that step entirely and they just call and say um when can you come and do my yard mm-hmm. uh, i i want you now now let's try you out or you've got some kind of promotion. That's probably a good way to do that is uh, have some kind of promotion that invites them to try you out. Uh, other short-term goals is improving company image. Have you ever seen that, Paul, in your industry? Yeah. Uh, where where you, you could tell that the purpose of the ad that you heard uh, or some, some form of advertising uh, was strictly just image promotion? I think so. Yeah. Well, that's that's something that really big companies usually spend a lot of money on. And of course, uh, another short-term goal is just finding ways to reduce your marketing costs. The long-term goals that uh, companies often think about mm-hmm. and is the motivation behind their advertising dollars mm-hmm. is improving customer satisfaction or retaining uh, the best customers, finding the best customers, where the, the ad acts like a filter mm-hmm. to um, weed out the riffraff, so to speak, and and, and just get the... Uh, the high, highest quality, whatever they view that might be, mm-hmm. uh, to percolate to the top. Um, other companies uh, just do brand development because they want to have a good image and they just promote the brand. And Paul, some of the long-term marketing goals that companies often want to accomplish is really not so much trying to uh, get new leads or new customers with, with the message that they're spending their advertising dollars on, but instead have a message that's really geared to the people actually that are already their customers. Mm. Uh, they they see these ads too, depending on the media where, mm-hmm. where the ads are placed. Mm-hmm. And the long-term goal might be they hear an ad where, oh, I know that company, they work for me. Uh, and they got a new commercial. That sounds good. And the message is maybe trying to improve customer satisfaction or, or maybe um, it's, it, it, it motivates them to stay with you as, as the service provider mm-hmm. or just improves your image where they say, well, I'm really glad I picked this company. They, they're the, they're the right company for me. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way I feel when I, when I hear their marketing messages or maybe just trying to increase the lifetime value of the customer. So there's really short-term goals and long-term goals, and you really need to have something for everybody. The people that you want to motivate to contact you to try out your service and the ones that, that hear you that already have your service and makes them feel even better about you. Mm. So that's really the idea behind it. Now, what we really need to do then is talk about how do you measure that? Because yeah. if you don't measure it, you can't know. So um, that's what we'll talk about next. Cool. We're going to hear a quick word from today's show sponsor, Dr. Frank. Coming up, we're going to dive deeper in how we actually measure our marketing and uh, ultimately have a nice ROI. Have you heard the exciting news? Caleb and Brittany have started construction on what will be the Hardscape Academy's official headquarters for in-person training. This summer, you'll be able to go to their 8,400-square-foot facility in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, and get the hands-on training you and your crew need to improve your skill set and earn more money. If you can't attend in person, they will always have their online training resources for paper installation, retaining walls, fire pits, and step installation, along with one-on-one coaching calls. All of this can be found at thehardscapeacademy.com. 
If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you. And that link is in today's show notes. Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began Trifecta Landscaping with zero experience, and by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing, and that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Our guys back with Dr. Frank, and uh, we're talking about marketing today. So, Dr. Frank, we've talked about short-term having a plan, long-term having a marketing plan, but how do we actually measure our marketing efforts? Well, that's an interesting question, Paul, because if you talk to any business owner, they'll say, you know, we, we track certain things. We look to see if this is effective or that effective, and it doesn't even have to be related to marketing. Mm-hmm. But this one thing, they'll tell you, this one thing, if I could just figure it out, you know, whether we're doing it good, whether we're doing it bad, how to improve it, you know, if I could just measure this one thing, oh my goodness, would that make a big difference in my company? But nobody knows how to, how to measure that. Mm. Well, you know what, Paul, that's, that's like kind of backwards because if there really is something like that, that you know, that is a, um, a metric that if you could really measure it and it really would make that big of a difference, that means it's entirely measurable. Mm-hmm. It's the things that don't make any difference at all that's impossible to measure because it doesn't make any difference at all. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly true for marketing. Uh, you're spending the advertising dollars with your marketing plan for your short-term and your long-term goals. There are definitely things that you can measure that will make a difference so that you're tracking it to see that uh, your advertising dollars are, are not wasted and mm-hmm. you're getting a good return on investment. Some of those things are you really want to make sure that you get a true sales acquisition cost from the very start where you're trying to get the messages out there and, and get people to hear them to the point where they actually contact and you, you got a contract signed to provide the, the lawn service or the landscaping service, mm-hmm. you should be able to track how much it ta- costs on average to acquire that customer. Mm-hmm. If you know that number, then you know whether or not you're, you got a good return on investment or not. Uh, another one is cost per lead. If you're doing lead generation, now not every company does that, but if you're going the extra step where you're doing lead generation and then you make special efforts outside of advertising to mature that lead into a, to a sale, 
you want to know how much it costs to uh, acquire that lead. And then, of course, the cost per sale. And you also want to measure uh, customer loyalty. And uh, that's just really a matter of identifying how long a customer stays with you and what are the messages or the media that you have those marketing messages in that seems to attract the most loyal customers. That's probably another good thing to track. So uh, the specifics to that really depends on the type of advertising you do. Mm -hmm. If you're doing offline, a lot of people do these um, hangers. You always talk about that. Yeah, either door hangers. Uh, that's pretty popular, or like a little flyer postcard. Mm -hmm. Yep, and postcards, even in the mail, if you get a mailing list, that costs some money. But postcards, uh, lots of businesses still do that. Mm -hmm. Now, people talk about online all the time, but there's still things offline that work. Mm -hmm. uh, one good thing about postcards, even if you mail them, mm -hmm. if you get a mailing list, uh, not everybody does that, but some do. The, uh, it's already open. You don't have to get them to open an envelope, and they can read the message. Mm. Um and then, of course, if you're doing online marketing, uh, like with offline marketing, there's usually some kind of a tracking you code. You know what? That's a really good point, Dr. Frank. I want to go back to that. Because okay. when I go check my mail, everything in an envelope, I throw it away. Because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get all these envelopes. And maybe sometimes I throw away something I shouldn't. But I just like, I just chuck it in the mail. Because I don't want to open it. I was like, you can save on your auto insurance or whatever. I was like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> even if I could save on my auto insurance, I don't, I, it's a waste of my time to open the envelopes. I just throw it in the trash. But like this dentist office, they send me this postcard and I'm always, I always see it and it always sticks in my mind. Now I, I'm happy with my dentist. I go to a dentist in Johns Creek that I've gone to for, you know, 12 years. I ain't changing my dentist, but the other dentists have been marketing to me. Good. Cause it's a postcard. So I actually see it. Well, you know, think, Paul, they did research on this and mm -hmm. most people sort their junk mail over a trash can <clears throat> and they do exactly wow. what you said. They don't open it up, but with a postcard, they can't help but see it. And that's why you really got to still some, throw it away, but I, I see it, but you see it and it has an impression on you because it's usually jam packed with really zinger headlines mm -hmm. that are motivating and invoke a, an emotion to perhaps motivate you to say, Hey, that's exactly what I need. These are the right guys. I should, I should contact them. So um, the thing I'm interested in knowing though, Paul, is at the beginning of this podcast, you said that you had a really great story. I've been waiting to hear your really great story. Yeah. We'll keep this fella anonymous, but we talked about door hangers, right? So that's, that's tried and true. If you're going to do offline marketing, door hangers, postcards, flyers, that they're all, they all can turn an ROI. You know what I mean? That, that it's tried and true. So I had a fella call me one day and he said that he spent money, Dr. Frank, thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars on, you know, you ever see one of those airplanes in the sky that fly around and they have a little, they have like some words behind them on like a little banner. So the yeah, banner I've seen those. Yeah. yeah. So he put his, his business name on the banner and flied it around his city. <laughs> and I thought he was joking. I, I, th I truly thought it was sarcasm. I was like, you're kidding, right? No, 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 man. You know, I was blah, 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 blah. And, and they're flying right now. I like, I can see him flying, you know? And I was like, well, how, how much money did you pay? Maybe his buddy let him do it for free or something. His buddy's playing. He said, no, thousands of dollars. Wow. And I was so mad. I was out at the swimming pool. I almost threw my phone in the pool. Cause like, dude, if you would have spent $3,000 on, we're just talking offline. We're not talking actually a tar Facebook targeted, uh, geo targeted. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could really right. get an ROI if, if you would have spent Okay, we'll use online example. Imagine if you spent that much money on Facebook ads right. where you could target the neighborhood you want to work in. Uh -huh. That would have brought an ROI. Door hangers, um, you know, you go around the neighborhood you want to work in and you put a door hanger on everyone's door, 
you're going to get some work. You're going to get some business. Um, but anyway, I ended up getting a goose egg. Zero, zero people called from, from, cause everyone's on their phone. Ain't no one looking at the airplane, you know, in the sky. I don't even notice the airplane was up there, let alone the sign behind it. Yeah. I, that's a really good example too, of the importance of not only having a good message and may, maybe there was a good message on that banner that was trailing behind right. the airplane, but it was the wrong medium. Wrong medium is. And so you got to really match the message to the medium mm-hmm. and then, and it needs to be a medium that the, the target market you're really trying to reach is prone to, to be plugged into. You want, you want to do that. I think the best example of a, um, of a banner on, on an airplane that I've seen mm-hmm. is a guy who was trying to get this girl to marry him and he, he wanted to uh, propose to her and he did pay for that airplane to put the banner, would you marry me? And it had his name on there and her name and the first name. And uh, it was very effective because not only was was it kind of outrageous, but everybody could see it and he wanted the world to know. And that was very romantic. And so she said, yes, she said, yes. Yeah. That's pretty clever. <laughs> so he just, she had to wait for it to kind of fly over. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had to time it right. Okay. <laughs> Where's that? When's that plane coming? When's that plane coming? <laughs> yeah, good thing it didn't crash or something. <laughs> right. But uh, that's a good story, Dr. Frank. But yeah. So here's the thing, Paul is, uh, got to find ways to increase your return on investment, your ROI on your advertising dollars. And really you just need to focus on finding ways of increasing your marketing effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And it'll be effective if you can pick one short-term goal and one long-term goal and pack that into the messaging. Mm. And also try to measure ways to decrease your marketing costs where you're really finding that your cost per lead or your cost per sale is going down. Mm-hmm. And you can track those things uh, easily offline or online. And companies that pay attention to that, they continue to improve their return on investment because their effectiveness goes up and their cost goes down. Well, Dr. Frank, you got anything else? Well, yeah, just one more thought here. And that is, it's also a very good idea to look at what your competition is doing with their mm. marketing messages. They're spending money too. Yeah, buddy. And you may be able to see, hey, wait a minute. I just saw one of their ads. I never thought of that medium. Or I never thought of that kind of a message. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a sense of whether it's effective or not by how it hits you. Mm-hmm. And so keep track of what your competition's doing. That's one thing. And you also want to keep your eye open for very non-traditional media outlets, uh, different medium, not just run-of-the-mill ads in the paper, something on the radio. Um, you might want to do a PR campaign where you, you have some kind of public relations message that gets picked up and uh, goes viral. Or um, do the kinds of things which we could probably talk about in another session sometime, how you can stimulate word-of-mouth marketing and get the buzz going. Ooh, that's a good. We, let's do that one soon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we That'll could do that. That would be a good one, yeah. So th- that's some uh, final thoughts on there, Paul. All righty. Well, guys, if you want to dive deeper into marketing, Dr. Frank and I, we sat down for hours. That was a lot of fun, and we really dived in. You've done so much research on marketing. And so the e-training program is available at the Resource Center at thegreentreepodcast.com, and it's called How to Get and How to Keep Customers. So we talk about both things. How do you get a customer from scratch? And then once you have that customer, it is so valuable when we go into the uh, upselling and cross-selling and, and the lifetime value of that customer and how you market to them over and over again. And uh, so anyway, guys, this is, it just changes the way you think. As, as you were teaching Dr. Frank, I was getting mad at you because I was like, 
why didn't you tell me you know, we've been friends for so long? Why didn't you tell me this stuff sooner, man? Because I had raggedy thinking along the lines of marketing. And you really opened my eyes specifically, Dr. Frank, to how much stuff really is marketing that we don't even really think is marketing, but that we're, we're constantly sending out messages and branding. So anyway, guys, if you want to take your business to the next level, check out how to get and keep customers. It's available at the Resource Center at thegreenstreetpodcast.com. And uh, you can enjoy um, Dr. Frank's done so much research to get this information. And you can just sit at his feet and, and learn um, from the best. So that's available at the Resource Center at thegreenstreetpodcast.com. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.